Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're going to talk to you about something that I, I found kind of interesting because I was listening to a, a, formula, a former Olympian and she was talking about her training schedule when she was uh, preparing for the Olympics. And it was very shortly before the Olympics and she was working out with her coach and she had just a bad, bad day at, at, at her training. And coach sat her down and said, look, he said, this is where I like to tell people that the one-third rule applies. And the one-third rule, and she's like, I don't know, what's the one-third rule? And he said, the one-third rule is one-third of your life or one-third of your training is going to be great. And you're going to feel fantastic and everything's going to go perfect. One-third of your training is going to go good. It won't be your best day, won't be your worst day, but it'll be an okay day. And one-third of your training is not going to go so great. He said, it's a balance. And maintaining balances is important in every aspect of life. He says, let that one-third day go. Just let it go. It's still You're still training. You're still working. You're still creating neuron synapses in your brain. You're teaching your body to do something that's very difficult to do. And I, um, Dave was discussing with this with me earlier today, and I went, well, one-third's not good enough for me. Um, I, uh, I want to take the message, take the message that a bad day, a bad minute, a bad hour, even a bad week does not define you. No, absolutely and, not. I mean, and there's, there's really the message. And this weekend, I participated in a conference and I was there to help impart knowledge on the laser. Unfortunately, 73 vendors, all with their products to offer up to all the veterinarians who were there, nobody visited any of the vendors. It was like a ghost town. It was fascinating. Again, perspective. People sat around looking forlorn, bored, just not interactive. And it's not my nature to allow something to control me or my ability to make it a successful situation. Yeah, I, and I look at situations like that because we've been in those situations before. And one of the greatest things for me at that point, or one of the greatest things to do is go around and introduce yourself to the other vendors that are there. You know, there's so much you can learn from other people. And a lot of times you'll come across some vendors that have some pretty cool stuff that you're not educated about. And this is a great way to get education on new tools that are out there. Some tools you'll use and some tools you'll, you may never use. But unless you know about them, uh, you know, I, I remember finding uh, we had a client one time that had their horse had really soft hooves. Remember that you could put your I could actually put my thumb in the into the hoof. Yeah, it was kind of like um, like when you get foam insulation yeah. and you just want to play with it and stick yeah. your thumb in it. Well, you don't want your hooves. And I just happened like to come that. across a, a farrier there that had a new farrier formula that he said, well, okay, take a bucket of this and give it a try. And we took it back and she gave it a try and it worked great. But it was just something where we just happened, you know, we're talking with other vendors because if you're not going to be busy doing something, make yourself busy doing something else. I mean, sure, she, 
you know, Wendy had planned on having lots of people come up and talk to her about laser. But unfortunately, the way the seminar ran, people came in the side door and went out the side door and never went through the the room. So what do you do? You have to improvise. You have to do something different. And I met so many cool people because I walked around from place to place and I said, hey, tell me a little bit about what you've got. Maybe I can learn something. If I can't teach something, let me learn something. And it was really cool because there was some um, organic products out there that for helping with skin issues for both my dog and my horse. And then I'm like, well, that was worthwhile. And then the PS de resistance. I had a local client with a, a dog that uh, it was belonged to a friend of theirs and, and was given a no-hope prognosis, six months old, down in the hind end. And, and this is kind of fascinating. They did a, um, a CAT scan, didn't find anything, and the... Um, suggestion was this is genetic therefore there's just not going to be able to walk and they thought perhaps you know as you know us just because we can't help doesn't mean it can't be helped and in this case just because that practitioner didn't have anything to offer so he created a diagnosis based on this this dog can't be helped well and it was that was an interesting diagnosis it can't so, be helped, so we'll make it a genetic problem so you know it can't be fixed. So and therefore and therefore it's a dead end. And so the cool thing was that our clients are so well trained that their response was, please let us take this dog and get another opinion for it. Because just because that approach or lack of approach didn't offer up anything, maybe something else could. So this was an equine seminar. And there was a recommendation that we just bring the dog over and let's see if we could create any difference using the tools that we had. And uh, you'll have to watch the video because the before and after, one of the other vendors walked over and said, well, that's a 50% difference. That dog went from not walking to walking that dog went from being a tripod to having its legs under it. Like, wow. You know, just, just, the dog was having a bad day. The owner didn't even come because they were so disheartened by the prognosis that they opted to go down the rabbit hole. And when you let yourself get stuck in those situations, I always like the quote, okay, did you win or did you learn? <laughs> you know, because even though you may not have won or it may not be your best day, what did you learn from that? What did you gain from that? Okay, because you don't always have the perfect day, but there's still a, an experience where you can learn and make yourself better because of that. You know, if you have perfect days all the time, you don't do anything different. How boring. Oh, yeah. my God. I, you know what? I, I'd be okay with perfection yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, Although you I, better find someone else to help you with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never, yeah. I don't think I've ever had a perfect day, but I've been days that were perfect for so many reasons. And, and, and that's not actually a contradiction. It's I have this belief system that things can always be better. 
always be better no matter what. And so as, as Dave started out with the third, 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 and if you look at a day that's not going according to plan, you go, well, the odds are good that tomorrow will be better. I've got two-thirds of my days that are going to be above average and one-third of those that are going to be substantially above average. How can I take what happened today and, as Dave said, learn enough to make tomorrow be the better day? Yeah, yeah and you want that that better day to be when you step into your arena, whatever that arena may be, your arena of life, your arena for your horse, your dog, or whatever that arena may be in your life, when you step into the arena for real, that's when you want it to be the good day. And sometimes you have to turn to something completely different. I, um, I created an um, a iron-on design today, absolutely 100% outside my comfort zone. This feeling of satisfaction when you complete something, especially something that you have never done before, can then use that energy towards something that matters even more to you. And Dave knows, I read a novel, I'm constantly underlining, oh my God, that'll be great for a seminar. You know, he, listening with an open aperture, that would be seeing. Um, <laughs> mixing my metaphors. Yeah. I can see that. Yes. Well, I, you know, it's interesting yeah. because I tend to listen to the books I read in my own head. I read them to myself, and then I get amazed by what was said sure. because it's not what I saw on the page. It's how my brain interpreted it and then cascaded for those of you who know me, ripples are my thing. Yes. I love the sound of purple. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you do when you have that third that it maybe isn't so great? What do you do different? Do you focus on how bad it was? Or do you focus on the possibilities of what's going to happen next? And that really is what it comes down to. I mean, the winner in people is the one that can look at those days that were not so great and realize that that's not just because the day wasn't great. That doesn't mean that's who they are. It mm. just means that was what happened to them at that time. And tomorrow's a whole nother day. What are you going to do with it? It just reminded me of, of Dustin's first um show horse showing when he did not get the ribbon he believed he deserved and he went well they didn't see me the person looking didn't see me it did not affect his confidence whatsoever <laughs> because oftentimes our judgments of ourselves or our ability to accept the judgment of somebody else isn't what's healthiest or best for us you know to be able to take like the coach of this Olympian and put it in perspective, to be able to take critique and say, yes, it could be better, and you are not your worst performance, you are the potential for greatness. Always, always. Now, I have yet to discover my potential for greatness in artistry or dance. Um, You've never pushed yourself at those levels, though. Correct. I have chosen other avenues. Yes. And that's another choice. 
you know, if you're finding that it's not giving you joy and satisfaction when you have your great days, then perhaps the lesson is that you have a different path. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, I painted once, but it was crappy, so I never did it again. I mean, how do you ever get better at anything if that's what you think? It's like the other day when that person, you, you come in here and you adjust this wonderful animal who's lame in the hind end and has atrophy in the muscles, and all of a sudden they're walking again, and the client says, well, the muscles haven't filled back in yet. I, that <laughs> well, actually no happened more than one time in one week. Yes. I went, wow, I forgot my magic wand. Yeah. You know. Oh, you mean you went to the gym and didn't get a six-pack after the first workout? Well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, our expectations are um, not necessarily in our favor. And the thing is, we want to have high expectations and motivate ourselves with the dose of realistic expectations that building muscle, that building habit, that building anything takes process and time and revisions and more time <laughs> and, and all of that. And it factors in what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your body? What are all these other elements? And so, you know, if, if you get on Facebook or Instagram and it gives you, I lost 120 pounds in three weeks and put on muscle, um, good for them perhaps we don't have the same genetic makeup. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a matter in our case of do the best you possibly can for yourself and to be an inspiration of the, to those around you. That's all it is. You know, that's what living successfully is. That's what's making your road be one that gets you towards a goal is, is step by step. And sometimes, um, if you live in New Orleans, those steps are in um, sinkholes. So you have to be able <laughs> to step out step. in They're order definitely to... definitely uneven steps, for sure. <laughs> right? You, in order to get where you're going, you actually have to be mindful of the path and know that it's rare to have it be direct. Yeah. And, and we're often, you know, um, informed that it's as easy as one, two, three. Well, for them, perhaps. Yes. And we don't want to make them wrong, yeah. just if, if perhaps If you know what not. one, two, and three are. Tell, yeah. tell a little baby it's easy as one, two, three. And the baby doesn't even know what one, two, three is, so what the difference does it make? Well, yeah. yeah. So, so, again. Process is, is, is de, it, the results come from the correct process for that person. Right, which is why we recommend that you walk around and talk to everyone and learn something from everyone. And I learn from creatures large and small. I learned from, that dog was so fearful. The English said it was so fearful of getting out of the golf cart, into the golf cart, taking a step because it had no security in its hind end. And I learned that when I... When I don't push, but I watch and encourage, I get better results. I don't expect them to build muscle the second they have awareness. I expect them, and, and as Dave said before, it's like, okay, the, they don't have any muscle. It's not going to come unless they do something different. 
And that's not my expertise. So then I have to step back and go, who can give them the best advice to build this muscle in the proper way? And that's why we have mentors, right? So that we can learn and be told and guided in the things that are not our expertise. Yeah. And, and when you have an animal in that kind of a pain and they're so insecure about their movement that they're not going to gain muscle until they have that security first. Exactly. So you adjust them and you release, the, you, you reduce the pain, which is the number one thing that stops them from moving. And then you use the tape to help give them a little bit of awareness of where their hind end is and maybe a, we, a little bit of security and, and help that way. But then... We lasered as, for the, and, and, for the, for the um, just to change the cellular metabolism, yeah. to give them a chance to build those muscles. Yeah. And, and they can't do that until they have that feeling of security because they're not going to go out and start running. You know, they're, 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 if they Unless just take pitbull, normal, then they'll yeah, do it anyway. They just need to take a halfway normal step to begin with, to be able to begin to feel those muscles again and become aware of those muscles and where they are and how they work and how they move. And, and this happens in everyday life because you can wake up in the morning, your neck doesn't feel quite right or your back doesn't feel quite right. You know, you're just, you're trying to get your body responds to its environment. Yeah, and, 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 and so some days you're going to have those one-third days where you get out of bed and, you know, today might not be your best day. It's going to be a good day. It might not be your best day. And what are you going to do about it? And that's the whole thing is, is to listen to those who encourage you and tune out those who try to block your way. Listen to the animals who are in your care and give them a way to make some improvement or get some lesson. So balance, as you know, that is our, that is our wheelhouse. We want to help you have the balance and encourage you to have the best day you possibly can each and every day. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin, and this has been an Equiline podcast.